0: Turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 3, the book of Colossians chapter 3. And uh, while you're turning there, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, the Lord sent me on a journey with what I'm going to try to preach to you today. And uh, when He first gave it to me, I was preaching a a healing crusade at a home mission church in Sterlington, Louisiana. And that night, I saw somebody get out of a wheelchair, and that just kind of set me on fire. And i believe somebody's gonna get i don't think you heard me I said somebody come out of a wheelchair on a friday night revival service and i want you to know no matter what your need is i we serve a god that can meet your need here today If you're here today and you've never received the baptism of the holy ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue before this service is open over this altar is going to be open and you're going to have the blessed opportunity to come to this altar Lift your hands, repent of your sins, and God will fill you with his gift. And that is the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Amen. You've never been baptized in Jesus' name. I urge you and challenge you before you leave this place today, get a hold of somebody and say, what do I need to do to get baptized? And we'll we'll get you in the waters in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 17. If you have it, say amen. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say that with me. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Given thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. Next few moments with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to try to preach to you on this subject. What really happens when you say Jesus Amen. Would you set your Bible down and would you lift your hands and would you just ask that God would minister to us today? Lord, I love you. Thank you for the blessed opportunity to be with your people. Lord, anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. God, this come from a place of humility God give me wisdom with the word that you have already equipped me with to deliver Lord Lord I pray God that you would heal somebody in this room set somebody free in this room deliver somebody Lord for we know that you are able confirm your word with signs following God and we covet the best gift in this service today Lord we ask it all in the wonderful matchless name of Jesus would you just shout that name in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Air high five your neighbor and say, God can. Amen. 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 Please be seated and everybody say it one more time. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to start off probably a little slower than I normally start off, but if you'll just bear with me, I'll probably get to my normal speed before this service is over. You know, I like to think personally for myself, and I hope you do the same thing. When I wake up in the morning, I try to make the first words out of my mouth. Bless this day in Jesus' name. I I try to make those the first words out of my mouth because I want to be sure I start my day off right. Now, maybe y'all aren't as ornery as I am, but if I don't get my flesh under subjection early, I've I've lost the whole day. And, you know, uh, when, when I'm going throughout my day, I try to make it a point that, I don't just make my morning devotion time, my prayer and my reading in the morning. The only time that I talk to the Lord. Try to make a point that as my day goes on that I just I just stop and tell God, Lord, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and I love you and bless this day in Jesus' name. Brother Tenney had a saying, uh, great man of God that's gone to be with the Lord. He had a saying, he said, there used to not be a day that would go by that I didn't pray 30 minutes. He said, but now there isn't 30 minutes that goes by that I don't pray. He said, because I feel just the Lord knows my heart. And yes, I give him my morning. But through the day, I just want him to know. And maybe all I have the time to do is say, Lord, I love you. Thank you for this day. Blessed in Jesus' name. Because I want my day to be blessed by God. I hope, especially with the Rona going around, that you bless your food in Jesus' name maybe do a little rebuking of anything that's on it. I rebuke the virus, hallelujah. Just whatever we do, the scripture says in word or deed, whether you're in action or whether you're in word, do it all in the name of Jesus. And I try to make it a practice that I start my day, I live my day, and I end my day in the name of Jesus. And I found a poem that that uh, I felt very pertinent for what I'm going to try to preach to you today that just describes who he is so perfectly. It's an unknown writer, but it goes like this. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He is the creative agent in the image of God. He is our Passover, our great high priest, and the head of the church. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was bruised and he brought healing. He was pierced and he eased pain. He was persecuted and he brought freedom. He was dead and he brought life. He is risen and he brings power. He reigns and he brings peace. He became poor so that we might be rich. The worlds can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools can't explain him. The leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The people couldn't hold him. Satan couldn't defeat him. He has been misrepresented by those who don't know him, but yet Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. And this new age cannot replace him. He is love, truth, holy, just, and an unchanging God. He has all power, all knowledge. He rules all things and sustains all things. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the author of life and salvation. He is the advocate and the judge of the living and the dead. I love this part. When I am sad, he wipes away every tear from my eyes. He takes away all the pain I have suffered on this earth. He will never leave me, never forsake me, never mislead me. He never forgets me. He never overlooks me. He never cancels my appointment in his appointment book. When I am in sorrow, he comforts me. When I am in danger, he is my refuge and my fortress. When I am hungry, he feeds me. When I am sick, he heals me. When people reject me, he accepts me. When I face death, he's going to be there to carry me home. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, at every time, in every way. He is my God, my Father, who is greater than the Father of this world. So if you're wondering why I feel so secure... Understand this, I delight in him. And he will fulfill the desires of my heart. I am free from any condemnation brought against me, and I cannot be separated from the love of God. I have been given the not been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have been established and anointed and sealed by God. I am assured that God works everything for my good in all circumstances. I am significant because I am the branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine and the the channel of his life i am god's temple i have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit every day is a blessing for me for jesus christ is in my life and i can do all things through christ who strengthens me anybody glad that you have jesus in your life today Come on, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the fairest of ten thousands. We call him Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But when you want to wrap it all up, yes, he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Yes, he's Jehovah Nisi. Yes, he's Jehovah Sid Yes, he's Jehovah Rapha. Yes, he is all of that. But when you want to wrap it all up and tie a bow on it, I just call him jesus emmanuel god with us does anybody love the lord here today anybody glad to be baptized in his name filled with his spirit and heaven bound somebody shout jesus Jesus. amen 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 without no incident the Bible very clearly and vividly begins to give us an understanding in the Old Testament. This understanding is brought to us that kings of the Old Testament had a name that was a part of them. They were a king with a name and a kingdom. And these kings, they, they used their names with a thing called a signet ring or a seal they would sign powerful documents some declaring war some declaring peace some just writing out an executive decree that this must be carried out in my kingdom but whatever they did when they made a decree they signed their name at the bottom of it and they sealed it with their signet everybody here whether you realize it or not you have a signet or you have a seal It is your your name. And when you apply your name to something like maybe a receipt, when you swipe your credit card, you are giving them the authority to execute the transaction on behalf of who you are and what you have applied for and the credit that has been given to you. And in the Old Testament, they would use this signet ring and they would use this seal, but it was a great emblem of authority. And when you saw the name of a king or a seal of a king upon something, you understood that they expected their authority to carry out in the kingdom what they had decreed. You find this found in Daniel chapter 6 when Daniel was thrown into the den of lions. The Bible says that Darius sealed it with his own signet. And with the signet of his Lord's that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Daniel was a covenant child in the Old Testament how do we know that Daniel was a covenant child because he operated according to the laws and the ordinances of what it meant to be a covenant child in the Old Testament we see Daniel didn't eat certain things Daniel didn't do certain things because it was the law of his Lord Yahweh the living God Daniel was an Old Testament covenant child he came into covenant by circumcision of the flesh we know that circumcision of the flesh is no longer how you come into covenant with the lord because paul says he did away with that and now we have circumcision of the heart how do we receive that we receive that by baptism in jesus name in filling of the gift of the holy ghost uh, repenting of your sins uh, and living according to the word amen So Daniel was a covenant child. Daniel was a child that was in covenant with the Lord. And we begin to see as as covenants and signets and seals begin to come out into Scripture, we find a very powerful representation of how somebody could operate under another king's name found in Genesis 41 and 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand. And arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. The Bible shows us that Joseph was pulled out of a prison, brought into the palace of a king, and he was able to interpret a dream for the king. And because he was able to do that, Pharaoh looked at Joseph and said, The only person that is more powerful than you in my kingdom is me. And how did we know that? Well, Joseph had the name of Pharaoh when he put on his signet ring on his hand. So when Joseph would go into the kingdom, because there was years of famine coming and they were in the years of plenty, he would execute on behalf of the king. And when they would look at Joseph, yes, they would see the nice clothes. Yes, they would see the nice adornment. But when they saw Joseph, they understood, I must operate according to what he says. Because the name of my king is upon his life. So when Joseph said, put the corn in the storehouse, put the barley in the storehouse, put the wheat in the storehouse, they operated according to the kingdom authority he had received when he took on the name of the king. You see, Elot Mazar wrote, she was a famous Jewish archaeologist. She would go around digging up things of the ancient days, and she actually found a seal in that day. And she wrote and said this, the seal of a king was so important, it could have been a matter of life or death. So it's hard to believe that anyone else had the permission to use the seal. So we look back now when we see Daniel again. He was a covenant child he was a child that had the authority of the kingdom of heaven upon his life Daniel was put into the den of lions and then the authority of that king king Darius was placed upon Daniel's tomb he said I'm going to seal you with my name and the name of my lords, so that the purpose will never be changed when I come back for you Daniel you will be dead and consumed by lions Uh, But Daniel was already a covenant child as we see. Daniel had already been given executive order to operate in the kingdom as we see. So when Daniel wakes up the next day and the king comes to him, he said, Daniel, are you dead? Daniel says, no, the Lord sent an angel to be with me. So what should that tell us? That should tell us that when you come into the covenant with the king of kings and the Lord of lords, You are placed in a kingdom with a king that has all victory, that's never lost a battle, and he never will. so now scriptures like no weapon formed against you shall prosper now scriptures like be ye not weary in well doing if you faint not in due season it'll come to pass it all begins to make sense because when you're a child of the most high God and you have the name of the king of kings and lord of lords upon your life yes the weapon might be formed but it won't prosper yes you're gonna go through some heavy seas uh, but as long as you stay in the kingdom uh, and hold on to the king, uh, you will not faint. Uh, it'll come to pass. Uh, just hang on. If you're glad to be a one God people, uh, if you're glad to be a Jesus name people, uh, you ought to let the king know uh, I'm proud uh, to bear your name. Uh, I'm proud. Bishop, the Bible says he's coming back for those that bear his name. Is that not what it says in the end of of Revelation? He's coming back for those that bear his name. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians that you were sealed unto the earnest of his spirit. That means when you were baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, repented of your sins. uh, When you come up out of that water, uh, you come up with a name applied to your life. And yes, uh, hard times are going to come. But just like Daniel, uh, you may have to enter into the tomb. uh, But just like Lazarus, uh, you'll come out. Just as Pharaoh, just as Pharaoh took his ring off, brought a man out of prison who went from slavery to pit to prison and then all of a sudden a king calls him to come up. And when he come up out of where he was, he was made new. That is exactly what happens when you come into the covenant that I'm preaching about here today. Your prison may not have been a physical prison. Some of you, maybe it was. Maybe you were reached in a prison ministry where somebody brought you the name of Jesus. But for some of you, your prison was addiction. For some of you, your prison was alcohol. For some of you, your prison was a lying tongue. For some of you, your prison was a deceiving tongue. For some of you, you had uh, uh, anger issues or you have this and you have that. And then one day, a preacher came up to a pulpit or a lady or a man came to you uh, on the street and said, uh, Let me tell you about a man named Jesus. And at some point, you repented of your sins. And at some point, you were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And at some point, you were baptized in the name of Jesus. Just as Joseph came out and took the name of a king, you come out from where you were. you come out from where you were and the king put his name upon your life you used to be but God you were but God you were but Jesus you were but Jesus used to sing a song I once was bound in sin but Jesus took me in have a little talk with Jesus make it all right. I once was bound in sin but then a man said you must be baptized in the only saving name and I come up out of what I once was he put me new he made me whole he put my family back together he put my mind back together and now I'm a child of the most high God Just as Joseph was able to execute orders on behalf of the king because he bore his name, so are you able to execute orders on behalf of the king because you bear his name. And I want to say this. How come a king wouldn't sign a decree with a title? King was a father. A king was obviously a son at one point. He was a brother. He was a cousin. Could have been an uncle. A king was all these things. But when he signed a royal decree, he couldn't put that he was a father, he couldn't put that he was a son. He couldn't put that he was a cousin he couldn't put that he was an uncle he couldn't put that he was a brother when he signed the executive decree the only way the authority of the kingdom carried out the decree is if he had the name on the paper so no East wind does not baptize pies the father the son and the Holy Ghost because it's only the name of the king that'll pull you out of sin it's only the name of the king that'll call you out of prison it's only the name of the king that'll pick you up turn you around it's only the name of the king that has the authority to execute judgment on behalf of the kingdom so once you receive the holy ghost and you're baptized in jesus name and filled filled with his spirit repented of your sins And you come out and you live a life after God, you are now able to do just like Joseph could do in the kingdom. Put it there. And when they saw Joseph, they didn't see him, they saw every chariot in the king's arsenal, they saw every spear in the king's arsenal. They saw every horseman in the king's arsenal. They saw every gladiator in the king's arsenal. They saw every shield in the king's arsenal. They saw every sword in the king's arsenal. They saw all the king's money that he had in the bank. They saw what the king had. So Joseph could make executive order on behalf of the king. And it was carried out because they knew the power that the king had. I'm about to preach make it plain okay Jesus asked his disciples he said who do men say that I am some say thou are Elias some say thou are John some say thou are a prophet well I guess I have operated in those but who do you say that I am you you are Jesus Christ the son of the living God and what did he look at Peter and say Peter upon this rock what was the rock the rock was the revelation of who Jesus was. Was the rock is the understanding the mighty God is Jesus and the prince of peace is he the everlasting father king eternally wonderful in wisdom by whom all things are made he understood who he was and what did Jesus say? Peter flesh and blood hath not revealed this to thee but my father which art in heaven and then watch what he continues to say upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell there's that no weapon formed against you shall prosper when you're operating in the kingdom under the king's name you ever heard our military motto no man left behind we'll charge into any enemy territory use whatever arsenal we have to use in this great America to bring back one of ours and if this America would do that how much more would your king come looking for you how much more would your king come searching for you that's what David said I never saw the righteous forsaken nor his seed out begging bread yea though I want walk. through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff comfort me he's gonna be your light he's gonna be your hope and he'll never leave you never forsake you and then he told Peter whatsoever you shall bind in earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven what are you trying to say I'm trying to say that when a child gets a hold of who I am and who they are in me they could say be healed in the name of Jesus and you'll be healed Set free in the name of Jesus, and you'll be set free because whatever's bound shall be bound, whatever's loosed shall be loosed. wish somebody uh, would respond to what you're feeling Uh, there's an apostolic authority in this room today Uh, you are about to lay hands on somebody uh, and the person next to you is going to be healed Uh, you're about to watch somebody uh, be healed by the power uh, of the name of Jesus I think that fell about right there Uh, I said you uh, you uh, are about to lay hands on the sick uh, and the sick recover What does operating in kingdom authority look like? Esther 8 and 8. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you. Esther was brought up and Mordecai or Mordecai, however you want to say it, was brought up and made second in command. The king also took off his ring and gave it to them. And he said, now, write for the Jews on behalf of your people, write. Now, these is two representations where Joseph and Esther were both given the authority to operate in the kingdom. But do you notice how they didn't use it for themselves? They used it to save those that were on their way to perishing. Had Joseph sat on the back burner and not used the authority and just enjoyed the royalty, he would have never saved his own brothers and sisters that were going to die in the famine. Had Esther and Mordecai not written the decree and brought the Jews safety, their own brothers and sisters would have died. There is a world that is dying, and you have the ability to go out into the kingdom and save those uh, that are lost uh, and dying uh, and on their way to hell uh, I don't think you're hearing me uh, you were baptized in his name uh, you were saved by his spirit uh, he brought you out uh, not so that we could get comfortable uh, in our royalty uh, so that we could go back into the world uh, that he saved us from uh, and save uh, whomsoever will uh, let him come uh, and drink freely from the Water. I was on a call with a missionary to Regalafia. Latvia. His name's Mark Schutz. He said, The issue is we try to plant in the storehouse, reap in the storehouse, and store in the storehouse that's not what the storehouse is meant for you plant in the field and you reap in the field and then you put them in the storehouse 2020 has been trying to show us you plant outside of the four walls you reap outside of the four walls and then you store it right here in this building you ought to get out into the field and thrust that sickle into the harvest field and then bring them back into the storehouse and let us Write ye also in the king's name. She was given the authority to write in the name of her king. Write in the king's name and seal it with the king's ring. For it is written, whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring. Are you ready? May no man reverse When you slap the name of Jesus on it, there is nothing in this world that can reverse it. It may take it a little while sometimes to come to pass. But be ye not weary in well-doing, you shall reap if you faint not flesh can't reverse an executive decree written by an ambassador of the kingdom man can't reverse an executive decree written by those that have been given the authority in the kingdom and guess what that's you we all want the pulpit to do it the pulpit's the one that only has the power to lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. The pulpit's the only one that has the authority to put their hands on somebody battling depression and oppression and anxiety that has cancer, that has high blood pressure, low blood pressure, that has heart disease, that has diabetes, one, two, or three. Anything. The the preacher's the only one. That's not what the book says. Mm. No man can reverse. That word name there where it says... And liketh you in the king's name. That word name there comes from the original word, shem, S-H-E-M, and it's got a little squiggly line on top of it, so it must be original. (laughs) And that word name there is what is used all of the Old Testament to describe kings and ambassadors and all of those that operated in 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 the Old Testament. It was all used, the shem. The shem is what it meant. And that word shem means... Reputation, fame, glory, but watch this, memorial. All kings of the Old Testament had a reputation, had fame, and had glory. But it all ended up being a memorial. Every king eventually died and became a memorial to what was. Even all the way to the last book of the Old Testament and the last chapter of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 4 verse number 2. The Bible talks about a name. And even that was the Shem. But the first book of the New Testament and the first chapter of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21 talks about a name. And that name says... And she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Every other name up until this point means they became a memorial to what they were but when you see the name before this name the name that is above oh I feel the Holy Ghost every name the name that at the mention of it every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess at the mention of that name that name is the Anoma the Anoma means the all encompassing advantage So when you say, uh, in the name of Jesus, you now invoke uh, the name uh, that will never be a memorial. uh, But it is always uh, the advantage uh, over everything. So whatsoever you do uh, in word uh, or deed, uh, take the advantage uh, and do it all. In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. You ought to shout that name. You ought to seal yourself with that name. You ought to lay hands in that name. You ought to call forth in that name. Oh, come on, shout for a moment. Rejoice for a moment. I feel a boldness coming over me right now. Bishop, the Lord has just reminded me lately. It's all in my name. Whether it goes socialist, communist, or, or it remains a democracy, whether it goes Republican or it goes Democrat, I am not in a kingdom of this earth but I have been bought by the blood saved by the king of kings you want to know why we call him the king of kings because there's no king that has always been the advantage you know why he's the lord of lords because there's never been a king that's had all authority they tried and they died they went for it and they lost but my king the greatest thing that they could throw at him was death oh death where is your sting oh grave where is your victory for the sting of death it's a moment but I've got Jesus I'm gonna come up out of that grave ain't no grave gonna hold this body down when that last trumpet sounds I'm gonna get up out the ground you've got a name on your life you've got a king on your life You ought to be rejoicing. I said, you ought to be rejoicing. You ought to be praising. You ought to let hell know. You tried, but I'm a part of a kingdom who has a king. You tried. The Lord just spoke to me. Miracles are here right now. I'm done preaching. You need a miracle. Lift your hand. Neil, you need a miracle. Lift your hand. Now, keep your hand up if you need a miracle. If you're sitting by somebody with their hand that's up, just kind of move toward them a little bit. Come on. Don't look around and don't wait for the preacher to come to you. Go to somebody that needs a miracle. Go in Jesus' name. Come on. Find somebody that needs a miracle. Physical, mental, financial, emotional, whatever it is. Go to where they're at. 16 can you put it up for me John 15 16 can you put it up for me Stay with the person that needs a miracle I'm gonna read this and I want y'all to listen You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that word ordained literally means covenant you He brought you into the covenant that you should go and bring forth fruit. Watch that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it you. We often say give it to you. But that's not what he said. Come help me. Come. Yes you. Mike, this is Mike. Everybody meet Mike. You got the Holy Ghost? Been been baptized in the name of Jesus? Good, if you want, we're going to make it happen before I finish this analogy. Mike has put on Christ. So therefore he can boldly enter the throne room of grace. And when he walks in, they just see the blood of Jesus all over him. As the final purchasing of your sins so there's no more need for lambs to be sacrificed the atonement is over one final purchase was made and it was the spotless lamb that had precious blood that could not be purchased with silver or gold Mike has the Holy Ghost Mike has been baptized in Jesus name so this is actually Mike Jesus that's who you are do you realize that a little we're going to make it a lot today this is Mike Jesus. So this is what John fifteen sixteen said. What Jesus said. Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. He gave it to you when you got the Holy Ghost. He gave it to you when you were baptized in the name of Jesus. So now, you have the authority and the dominion to be the ambassador on behalf of the kingdom. So when Mike Jesus goes forth, as Ahasuerus recognized Esther as the ability to make the royal decree, and as Darius later recognized Daniel's God to be the God of all nations, that had all dominion and all authority, so does the sickness that has you bound. Recognize the Jesus that was wounded for your transgressions That by your stripes We are healed For the chastisement of your peace was upon him He took the crown of thorns to take dominion over the torturing in your mind And now like Jesus will operate as the ambassador on behalf of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So if you need a miracle and somebody by you has the gift of the Holy Ghost and been baptized in the name of Jesus, when they lay their hands on your head, the Lord recognizes them as the one that has been given the ability to to make the royal decree on behalf of his kingdom so one more time who needs a miracle mike find somebody that needs a miracle now if you're standing by somebody that needs a miracle i want you to focus in on what you need from god right now think about it make it plain in your mind whatever it is and if you've never been baptized in the name of jesus Brother Richie, wave your hand. Where you at? He's probably praying for somebody. Find Brother Richie. Find anybody in ministry. If you're in ministry, wave your hand. Wave your hand if you're in ministry. Find somebody that's flapping their hand around and tell them, I've got to get baptized in the name of Jesus today so that I can enter into the covenant. We have robes so you don't have to get your clothes wet. We have towels so you don't have to leave here wet. And I'm pretty sure the baptistry is warm so you won't even get cold like the song says. And if you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all you got to do is repent of your sins. Lift your hands and begin to worship. And he says he inhabits the praises of his people. And he will come and abide in the temple which is you. You need a miracle. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Come on. Wave your hand. Somebody that's not waving your hand, go to where they're at. Now. I want you to speak unto heaven exactly what you need from God. Come on, say it. With your voice, speak it out. Lord, I need a touch in my body. Lord, I need a touch on my finances. Lord, I need a touch in my mind. Lord, I need a touch on my job. Lord, my family's got to be put back to... Come on, verbalize it. Write it out. Write it out. Come on, write it out. Write it out. Make it plain. Verbalize it so it can be written. Now, when you're done writing it out, I want you to say, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, it is finished in Jesus' name. Come on, say it. By the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of jesus it is done in jesus name now if you're by them take your hand and the scripture says by the laying on of hands put your hand on their head and seal it by the authority of the name of jesus come on put your hand on their head by the authority of the name of jesus Come on, do it. By the authority of the name of Jesus. By the authority of the name of Jesus. By the authority of the name of Jesus. Come on. By the authority of the name of Jesus. I see some of y'all starting to get your miracle. Come on. If you're watching this on live stream, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I send the word as Jesus did to the centurion. I send it now in Jesus' name. Be healed. Come on. Now, when you've been prayed for, I want you to step out from where you're at and begin to worship the Lord. On step out from where you're at, you want to come to the altar? Come to the altar, and when you get here, begin to praise them, seal it with the praise. Come on, seal it with the praise. Because I know, I know you never will. Come on, it's done. No man can reverse a royal decree written by the king, no man can reverse. with everything yeah. you write because it's done. Yes, in Jesus' name. touch of the Holy Ghost here right now would everybody lift their hands one more time all across the house and with your voice would you magnify him for what he's done I'm telling you there there will be more testimonies of miracles today because ambassadors made the decree but we've got to seal it with the worship and with the praise right now if you've never been baptized come on lift your voices lift your voices drown the preacher out with a praise if you've never been baptized in jesus name please don't leave here without going down in the name of jesus there is a sweet anointing in this place there's an anointing to break yokes right now there is an anointing to tear down strongholds in your family in your life right now if you'll lift your voice Lord, you never, the you, never you, you never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. Say you never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. Come on, come You never lost a battle. never lost a battle. You never will. You never will. Say you never lost a battle. never lost a battle. You never lost a battle.